Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Hosea 3 is one of the shortest chapters in the Bible, only four verses long. We're going to get to it. And when we do get to it, I want you to think about the metaphor of marriage in Hosea that we've talked about a little bit so far, and we'll talk about more in chapter 3. And I want you to compare that to the metaphor of marriage that we hear in Ephesians 5 in the New Testament, but we'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that, I want to promote the fact that we just released a new podcast on the CC Podcast Conversations. You can find that the same exact place where you're listening to this, either on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or by looking at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, and searching the CC Podcast, colon, Conversations. It's a different podcast than this one. It's the podcast where we archive interviews that I do with interesting Christians who have inspiring stories. We just did one that's released with Mark McConnell, who wrote a book about the book of Job. It's called The Prime of My Days. What, what happened to the prime of my life? What does the prime of my life look like? And how can we learn about that from the book of Job, particularly Job 29? Very good interview, a lot of great stuff and a good book that Mark wrote. So I'd recommend that to you. We've got other interviews there. Uh, Sylvester Van Hove, we recent, recently released that. It's a retired. He's a retired funeral director who saw his role as a service to Christ in a way to honor God with his gifts and passions. We interviewed a former gangster and a murderer or prisoner who's now turned disciple maker, Ron Gruber. We've interviewed Ike Butker and Tim, his dad, about Ike's journey to the NFL, Pastor Phil Hopper, Greg Hinselman. We've got an interview with Nathaniel Parrish, a local organist and worship leader, discussion about worship, as well as 12 different organ pieces that you may, may enjoy. So go check out the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotion, or, or I'm sorry, the CC Podcast Conversations, and uh, those will be ready for you. Also, you might be able to hear the printer in the background. We're cranking out the very next newsletter. We send newsletters out quarterly. If you want to be on our e- on our mailing list to get a newsletter, make sure you send us an email at info at christiancrusaders.org with your address, and we'll get you on that list so you get a regular update from us. Okay, chapter three of Hosea. You remember chapters one and two. God is using this prophet, this mouthpiece, Hosea, to be his spokesperson to the people of Israel. When we say Israel here, we mean the northern kingdom. This is after the divided kingdom. And Israel has gone uh, way off the rails, and they're being called back, and they're being judged for their sin. They're being called out. They're being warned of the destruction that is going to be theirs, punishment from God, punishment for a purpose of restoration, like we talked about yesterday. And God's using this metaphor of a marriage. And Hosea is married to an unfaithful woman, and that is supposed to be a symbol or a metaphor for the unfaithfulness that the people of God, Israel, have shown to God. They have worshipped false idols. They have essentially cheated on him and played a whore is a book, is a word that this book uses quite a bit. We're going to hear it again today, so let's go to chapter 3. And this is where Hosea is going to redeem his wife after she's cheated on him, after judgment has been predicted, but also after mercy and eventual restoration has been predicted. The Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes 
of raisins. That cakes of raisins is a reference probably to some kind of pagan ritual or something having to do with the worship of false gods. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lethic of barley. And I said to her, you must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. So this is predicting what's going to happen. Again, we're in the middle of the 8th century. BC. This is before the Assyrians are going to waylay and take out the northern kingdom, but that is what's going to happen. And then after that, it says the children of Israel shall return to the Lord. So like we said yesterday, this is punishment from God for the purpose of restoration, not just for the sake of getting his jollies off, punishing the heck out of his people, but for the sake of eventual restoration. People, a remnant, will repent and return just like he prophesies. It says that they'll return to their King David. Now, this is very significant because when the kingdoms divided the northern and southern kingdom, Judah, the southern kingdom, is where was the line of David. And so there's this rift in the family between the northern and southern kingdom, but the southern kingdom gets David. And so it's saying the northern kingdom is going to return to their king, David. Now, David, of course, is dead. This is in reference to the descendants of David that are the line of Judah and that eventually bring the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So they're going to return to that line. They're going to return and be restored to the part of God's people that they've been separated from. And they shall come in the fear to the Lord, and to his goodness in the latter days. So when you read this briefly, uh, you see that you've got God is represented by the husband in this marriage and the people of Israel represented by the unfaithful wife. And God is saying they're going to return and they're going to seek the Lord and they're going to put away their false gods and they're going to experience the goodness of God. But exactly how is this going to happen? And we have the benefit of the New Testament in history to tell us exactly how this is going to happen. Paul uses the metaphor of a husband and a wife in Ephesians 6. And it's a passage that's created much debate in the church. We're not going to talk about the debatable thing here, about the role of husbands and wives, but just the fact that in this metaphor, Paul refers to the church as the wife, the body of Christ as the wife, and the husband is analogous to Jesus Christ. In this text, just in verse 25, here's what he says to husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So when you ask the question, how on earth did this unfaithful wife in the Old Testament ever, how, did, how on earth did Israel ever come back to God? How did they ever meet the righteous requirements of the law so that they could be in his presence? How did they ever get restored back to him? Were they able to put off their sin, put off their idolatry, and live righteously so that they could earn a position with the Lord? And the answer, of course, is no. None of us are able to do that. But what God did is he sent his son, the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, to pay the penalty of death that any sinner owes God, to rise again after paying that penalty of death, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, so that anybody who trusts Christ could have his righteousness 
and be grafted into his family, could be a blameless part of the part of the blameless and holy church that is the bride of Christ through faith in him. Interesting comparison of those two metaphors to gain some insight in biblical truth. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.